0: Some of you may recall that I had a little bit of a homework assignment. Uh, anybody remember what that was? New things. <laughs> new things, yes. Uh, did anybody come up with any new things? I mean, you know, you can just name them off. And... John says the homework assignment. <laughs> <laughs> that, was <amazing. laughs> ah, that was great. Very good. Well, we could end there. Um, I have a list here of verses that have the word new in them and specifically in regards to things concerning the believer uh, kind of follows up on Brother Timothy's uh, excellent exposition of Psalm 71 I believe it was, the old folk song. I got to Psalm 98 just before you that yes. And that's mentioned, actually, I think about six or seven times just in the Psalms. And, and of course, uh, several uh, notable times in the book of Revelation. Yes, very good. Well, anyway, because my challenge is to try to finish on time here, I'll let you off easy and I will just... uh go through a few of these things to refresh our recollection. My my, uh, kind of umbrella thought, so to speak, the thing that, you know, you're supposed to have one point that you're supposed to make that people will take from this. And so as I was thinking of the concept of newness, I was thinking of the concept of that we have a perpetual newness which is a concept that would be foreign to the natural way of thinking. But uh, we'll explain that a little bit further as we get along here. But, uh, you know, we all appreciate new things. You know, people like going out and getting new things. A new car is a big deal. And then when your car gets old, you don't have to go out and buy a whole new car. You can just get new car smell bring it in there. And it's like yeah, I'm a new thing. Uh, you know, we like stuff that, you know, new clothes, you know, fresh, new, clean and pristine things. Uh, and so uh it is of some uh overwhelming uh idea here in scripture that uh God is a god of not only creation, but new creation. And uh, not of things that grow old, but of things that remain new. So, for instance, just looking in the New Testament, and uh, we have the concept, of course, of the new covenant. Matthew twenty six twenty eight For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Uh, the Lord was noted as having a new, uh, doctrine because he taught by, like, he taught of one having authority. Uh, of course he gave a new commandment that we love one another as he has loved us. Uh, we're called a new lump in first Corinthians five, seven, uh, or to purge out the old leaven, that we may be a new lump, since you are unleavened. Uh, we have, of course, the concept of our being a new creation. Second Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And I think it is important that that is in the present tense. It's not that we were a new creation and then after that we are the part of us that is the new creation just becomes like an old thing. No, we, we are a new creation. Anyone who is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That concept is also given in galatians six fifteen in ephesians two fifteen we have uh, the idea that there's uh, that the Lord made one new man out of both Jew and Gentile together ephesians two fifteen uh, ephesians four twenty four we are to put on our new creation, our new man, which was created according to God and true righteousness and holiness. Uh, Colossians 3.10 has that same thought. And, of course, all through the book of Hebrews, we're told about a new and better uh, covenant and a uh, new and living way, which we'll also mention a little bit later on here. Um uh, Second Peter inaugurates the idea of a new heavens and a new earth, which is carried through in revelation revelation we 're told that uh, we'll be given a new name, and God will also have a new name that uh, no one knows but himself and Of course, as Timothy mentioned, we have uh, a new song and not only a new heaven and a new earth, but a new Jerusalem is uh, part of the uh, God's plan for the ages. And uh, and the last recorded words of God the Father, he says, Behold, I make all things new. So uh, I know this is not a new concept to you, of course. But anyway, one thing that is not new is the fact that I have to do this. So we have a new parent. We're children of God. We have a new position. We're seated with Christ. We have new practices, uh, bearing each other's burdens as well as our own. We have new principles and that we love one another as Christ loved us. We have a new privilege that we can boldly approach the throne of grace. We have a, a new power as Ephesians mentions in chapter one, that same power that rose Christ from the dead. And we are a new People, no more divisions, but one new people in Christ. And of course we have new possessions and inheritance, which is incorruptible, undefiled, and it does not fade away. So that goes along with the idea of perpetual newness. Um, so as we, uh, go on in our Christian experience, you know, we think, well, okay, we were, you know, we've been made a new creation through the new birth, right? When we trusted Christ, we we're born again, we have a new birth, and then, uh you know, we grow in our faith, and so I think we kind of take into that the same concept that we have of our natural uh, birth and growth, but... A contraire, <laughs> mon ami, as some guy would say. Uh, it doesn't work that way because we remain a new creation. There is an Old Testament picture of this kind of idea that occurred in the wilderness. Anybody have an idea what that might be? Something that did not grow old. The what? Yes, right. Deuteronomy. Very good. Deuteronomy. Uh look that now 295, I believe it is. Moses is recounting their journey through the wilderness, and he makes mention of the fact that their sandals never wore out or their clothes. And of course they were given new manna every every day, except the Sabbath. And uh so there's this there there is this concept that is uh I think just Somewhat overwhelming when you think about the fact that our new person, our new man uh does not grow old, uh, doesn't age, doesn't become you know at, at, oh, I know there was a verse that I needed to point out because this is this is key here second uh, corinthians four sixteen uh, we ought to at least look at one verse as we do this. Uh, beautiful verse here where Paul says, therefore we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Uh, And I think at at kind of noticing this, and as my natural person gets uh, a little bit older and you start to feel the frailties of our frame, uh, I think we appreciate more and more the fact that our new man, our inner man, our inner person does not have uh, that destiny that uh, each of us in, in terms of our natural person or outward or old man, old person is, you know, we're eventually going to, uh, if the Lord doesn't come and rescue us from this, we will uh, eventually fail and have physical difficulties. Some last longer than others, but it's the fate common since the fall to each one of us. And so uh, uh, I think that's really the big thing that I have for us. Let me just see the Old Testament. Uh, I did want to mention this, that uh, as we think about our new, our inward man being renewed day by day, that we are uh, perpetually new in our person, that um, it's this is not so much about our doing new things, although we should be doing new things in accordance with our new nature, not our old nature, but it's not so much that, but being a new thing, a new creation. to state of being, and it is from that state, from that concept, that when our frame does fail and when we're troubled by uh the things that are common, and to mankind, uh, the troubles of a fallen world that we can, as we 're exhorted to do, still rejoice because the inward part of us is not affected by that. we are being renewed we are in a, in a sense new every day. Uh, when God created the world, he created days and that's a good thing that he did when you think about it, because uh, it, every day can be a new start for us if we do let the old man uh, have his way from time to time. And we can appreciate the fact that as Jeremiah expressed in his lament that God's mercies are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. So as we are going to be going to prayer now, as I mentioned there, one of the new things that we have in Christ is a new and living way to approach God. Uh, That it's a living way is extremely important, of course. It's the way of life. Christ gives us life and life eternal. But the fact that it's also a new way is important. So it's new in the sense of Hebrews saying, well, it's not like the old way, the old Jewish way of approaching God where you had to come with sacrifices and through a priest and all that. But we should also think about it as we go to, uh, approach our awesome God that it's new in the sense of not being, uh, habit not being old not being stale it's a new and living approach that we have to him so with that i will turn it over back over to brother timothy for the request thank you